everyone. Welcome to The Good Mom. We're coming to you from Doha, Qatar. I'm Carmen. I've been in Qatar for 17 or 18 years now, which is half my life because I am 32. I met my husband here, and we now have two girls, Grace, who is seven, and Mila is four. I'm a stay-at-home mom slash freelancer. I'm Blair. I have been here for almost 12 years. I moved here right out of university, and I also met my husband here. We have two girls, Harper, who is four, and Lily, who is two, and I am a full-time working mom. This morning, we're going to talk about childbirth and the fourth trimester. I was saying uh, to Blair, I did not know anything about the fourth trimester until like a year after Grace. I actually forgot about it as well during uh, the period after Mila. I think it never sat with me. Mm -hmm. So anyways, we're going to talk about our deliveries. Okay, so I gave birth in 2015 and I delivered at the Cuban hospital, which was... 10 out of 10. The best thing. I wish I had gone back from it. Was. But I've heard of really good things. They were there. phenomenal. Yeah. Like, just patient, you know? Mm. And so uh, I was in labor at Villaggio. And it must have been the weekend because Nick was with me. And where did we live? We lived in Alquisa beside um, uh, Doha Festival City. Oh, in a little apartment, like a, a studio apartment. I think it cost like 5,000 or 4,000 real, like oh back, gosh. back in the day. And um, so I went into labor. We drove to the Cuban hospital and it was very like mild labor mm-hmm. at the start. And I wasn't progressing. So it's an hour away, right? Yeah. From where we lived. They sent us home because there was a rainstorm, if you can believe it, like a flooding. The roads were flooding. They were like, go home. So we're like, you're not progressing. You probably have maybe another day or two left. Go home. And I was like, are you for real? Because I feel my contractions are getting stronger. And they were like, no, go home. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Don't send me home. I was like really upset. And they were like, you can stay if you want, but we don't think you're progressing. Four hours later, I was back there. Four hours later, I was so back there. drove back mm-hmm. an hour. In the rain. In the rain. And then drove again. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I remember it because my little car. I mean, I think it was raining. Nick will know more details. But, of course. Um, I mean, how dare you not remember I know, every single detail? <laughs> you know, you're only <laughs> contracting and about to have your only child. And I was contracting. Not and your I remember, only. Your first yeah. child. Sorry. I was sitting on the bouncy ball and I was like, I really think it's time to go, but I don't want them to send me back. And so I was holding out and holding out. Mm. And so we got back to the hospital, but I remember driving back and my car was like a little Skoda. And okay. um, every time you go up to 120, it kept dinging. And I could hear when he was speeding and it doesn't stop dinging. It just keeps going, going. Mm. I was like, are you trying to kill me while I'm in labor with our kid? So Nick found that annoying because I was very aware of the speed mm. limit. Mm. Um, so we get there. They're like, yeah, you're like six centimeters dilated. I was like, I told you. <laughs> and one of Julie's friends had said, that's Nick's mom. Mm. One of her friends said, take pethidine because I didn't want the epidural. I And that's just because I'm scared of needles. Like I was in my head, I thought I'm going to have a massive gaping hole and it's going to be worse than labor. And oh so gosh. I was just like, I'm not doing it. Mm. And she said, try pethidine, which was a needle, an injection okay. or something. And I was like, okay. And 
I remember getting instantly sick. Like it did stop, but I don't know if I just had a bad reaction to it. And I was like vomiting and it was just disgusting. It was not nice. So once that wore off, I just didn't ask for any more. But we got into the, I'm I'm going ahead and going backwards. Sorry. It's all good. It's Um, your birth story. (laughs) My mom lived in Qatar at the time. And my mom is very uh, happy-go-lucky in, like, situations like that and very, like, let me help, like, in a nice way, but I don't like that. (laughs) And I remember lying in the living room and I told the doctor, I said, no one speak to me right now because I'm in a lot of pain. This was before the, what is it called, pethidine or what did I say? I I can't remember. Because I've never heard of that before. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Is it like a morphine? I think so. Okay. I can't remember. I know I've not pronounced that right just then, but... Um, anyways, so I'm lying there and I said to Nick, nobody better speak to me. And my mom walks in and she goes, we're having a baby. I was like, shut up. And I, I'm pretty sure I told her to shut up because she, I remember her kind of like recoiling a little bit Mm. and I had a birth plan. Oh, it went out the window. Yeah. Because my only thing was, I don't want an epidural. Don't C-section me because then I'm going to have to have an epidural. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I wanted music. I had a playlist and I totally forgot oh. on my playlist. Who was it? Who's, um, oh, I'll put that. We'll put, uh, oh, we can't put a song in. Can't wait to show them what it was. I don't think, I think it was Khaled. Oh. And, um, what is it? Like nothing goes better than this. Yes. It was on my playlist. Oh and my I had that in the car. We were driving to the hospital and I remember that playing. I think something. of a lot of things that feel better like that. than childbirth. Oh, I know. <laughs> Like, how ironic. And I had a playlist. I had music that I wanted to listen to. And it all went out the window. And I remember telling my mom, just be quiet. This is too much for me to, I can't hear your voice. And everyone else says. Mm. And Nick and my mom, I had them on rotation when they took me to the delivery suite. Okay. Because they said only one person at a time. Oh, wow. And so I said, Nick and my mom, Nick and my mom. They only did like three transitions, I think. Okay. Well, my mom was there. She read to me. So I like to be read out loud. And I don't know what she was reading, but she just read. And when Nick was in there, I think he was just like Pacey. trying to be supportive. Okay. I can't really remember what he did. Yeah. I remember the nurses. I said to them, like, I'm in pain. Please don't talk to me. Mm. And they literally did that. They didn't try to like soothe me. I didn't want to be touched. Mm. I didn't want him to like, or any of the not doctors to like do anything. But the best advice they said was, We'll leave you be, but as soon as you feel like you need to poo, yeah, tell us. Okay. And I was like, okay, great. That's a gauge. I can gauge that. And um, yeah, we got into the, we started delivering. So next day and they were like, come Nick, look down. And I was like, if you dare look down there. I remember because I was like, do not. And the nurses were like, look, it's your baby being born. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me. Oh yeah. <laughs> because, you know, there's this whole like worry that your husband's not going to like you afterwards mm. or uh, people in the movies. I mean, people wonder why we're so insecure. Yes. Like they're in the movies. They're like, Oh, give them that extra stitch. Make sure like, or who was it? Gordon Ramsay said something like he never wanted to see his wife um, mm. deliver because it would put him off. And it's like, yeah. So I was like, don't you dare look yeah, at that. Of course. But, I mean, if that's what you've been like uh, told or yeah. you've been, you've seen that yeah. your whole life. It's like subliminal messaging. Yes. Um, which I think we've gotten plenty of throughout yeah. our lives. And I remember, so they were like, and I remember going, am I pooing? Because if I'm pooing, do not let him see that. 
I was like, and I did it with Mila too. I was like, am I pooing? Please. And they were like, no, you're fine. And I was like, please don't cut me either. But they didn't. Mm. They had to. In the end, Grace's heart rate was dropping a little bit. Mm. So they're like, we have to cut. And out she came. What was she? 2.8. She was just under six pounds. Did Nick cut the cord? No. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe we should like do a part two with the husbands and their birth story. Well, their birth story. Yeah. Their their experience. experience. Because his will be so different than mine. Oh, of course. Um, But what else? There was something else. Oh, he didn't realize the placenta came out afterward. Oh. So he was there and he was like taking it all in. We just had a baby. The baby, me and Grace was being cleaned up. Uh And he started freaking out. Not externally but internally he told me afterwards he was like i thought you were dying like i thought you were hemorrhaging and this whole thing came out of you and they were stitching but no one was saying anything to me and i was like you didn't know i had a placenta oh no (laughs) okay but if you don't know that that comes out and then like if you don't know that that is something yeah that is removed and you're just like watching yeah i would probably think someone was dying too i really wanted to get my placenta encapsulated Oh, really? They, they didn't do it here at the time. Yeah. I don't think they do it now, but they didn't then. Um, and that was it. She came and it was you were a mom. I breastfed. Yeah, I breastfed. Oh, yeah. So I tell that story about uh, what I was telling you before. I'll tell it. Yeah, I didn't realize, I guess, what it meant to become a mom. Oh. And I remember lying in the bed and I was obsessed with her. She's adorable. Mm. But it hit me that this is our responsibility forever. And I was holding her and uh, Nick hadn't slept in the bed with me. It was the first time we've never slept in a bed together. Uh, and I sat up and I was crying and I was like, we're never going to be alone ever again. Like, <laughs> and it wasn't, I didn't want her. It was just, I was coming to the realization that, oh my God, we've made this decision and we're having a whole human. Like I was scared for six months. Yeah. I was scared of something happening to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was Grace. And it was a really, I would say it was an easy birth mm. because it, everything that possibly could have happened, like that they tell you was going to happen, happened. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going to have a baby, you're going to dilate, you're going to push out and the baby comes and it was very straightforward. And nice. I felt like a superwoman afterwards. I was like, oh, amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. I so, mean, to feel that way. Because yes. it's incredible that our bodies can do this. Mm. And so to feel empowered yeah by giving birth i mean yeah because three you know, it was very wish you wash it all over the shop but that's how my brain works yeah that's <laughs> I okay. told me before about nick saying he thinks i have adhd yes i'm like it's <laughs> okay i mean there, i don't think there's any uh right or wrong way to yeah. to share it yeah and it's what we remember right yeah so like we both have said it'd be interesting to like hear our husbands <laughs> give their side of the story yeah i think it'd be funnier <laughs> probably so tell me yours. Ms. All right. Harper. Little Miss Harper, Benadora. Um, so funny that you said it was raining because Harper was born in 2018. Damn. And that was when there were those huge floods happening. I remember. Do you remember that? Yes. And I think like a week before or two weeks before at the hospital that we delivered um, Harper at, there was a flood in that hospital. Yeah. And I re- there was another hospital that everyone kind of just gets rerouted to. Yeah. 
um, here in Qatar. And I really didn't want to get and mm-hmm. end up at that hospital because at that particular hospital, husbands are not allowed in the delivery room. And that was like a no-go for me. Same. Um, By time I was nine months pregnant, I, I was actually past my due date by about a week and a few days. I didn't know. Yeah. And they were, uh, they wanted to induce me. And I had heard nothing but horrible things about being induced and just the labor, you know, going longer and it's more painful, et cetera. So um, I knew that that I did not want that. Um, So on top of that, and also just really being done pregnant, I was so uncomfortable. I was huge. Um, I was doing all of the, you know, old wives' tales and, mm-hmm. and myths of trying to induce labor on my own, eating mm-hmm. the spicy food, the dates, et cetera. Um, and then someone mentioned foot reflexology. I'd never tried it before. So I contacted this woman in, in Qatar here who worked out of her home. And um, I went and at the end of the session, you know, she did a, a, a many different things. And at the end of the session, she said, uh, listen, you might have this really um, intense release of emotions, you know? And I'm thinking to myself, like, how much more emotional can one person be at nine, being nine months pregnant? Anyway, sure enough, later that night, I did that around like 10 a.m. And um, later that night at like 11, I had this huge wave of anxiety and I was very tearful and kind of like, panicking and I was talking to LA thinking, oh my God, like what have we done? Mm-hmm. You know? So I just put myself to bed. <laughs> and then like two hours later I woke up, my water had broke. I didn't realize at the time. I thought I just had to go to the bathroom. But it was like this weird kind of trickle, you yeah. know, and I thought I was done. And then I got back up and a little bit more uh came out. Mm-hmm. So I woke up Ellie, we went to the hospital and I was in labor. What is it? There's like two parts of labor. There's inactive labor. And then active labor. And then active labor. Okay. Yeah. So we got to the hospital and um, went to the emergency room. The hospital that I delivered at, it had recently opened. So mm-hmm. it was a much newer hospital. So it was kind of empty. There weren't a lot of people there. They did a sweep, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know if you ever had a sweep done. So I had a sweep done like the day they told me that if if in like four days you're not in labor we're gonna induce you yeah they did a sweep to try and uh get things moving along and it was uncomfortable but this one that they did when i got there oh my gosh yeah hurt very much so painful and a lot of blood oh really yeah yes okay yeah so then I was just, I was in pain. I yeah. like, I mean, obviously I didn't know what I was doing. Of course. Um, and I was just like so uncomfortable. And I think part of me was maybe like starting to panic and, yeah. and like, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, and leading up to, you know, going into labor, I had no idea as, you know, a first time yeah. mom probably doesn't. And I remember asking like colleagues and friends, like, what is labor feel like they're like well you'll just start to get like period type cramps Mm -hmm. but i never had those okay yeah i always had very easy smooth periods that has all changed oh yeah postpartum with lily oh my goodness anyway i didn't know what to expect from contractions to labor i mean anything you know yeah at the stage that I was at going in and after that sweep, it was too early for an epidural. I knew I wanted an epidural. Like yeah. I was not going to try and do that without 
And so it was, like I said, it was too early for an epidural. So they said, we can give you like morphine and gas. I said, yeah, like do whatever you need to do. Yeah. I just don't want to be in, in this much in pain. That pain. Yeah. So they gave me morphine and I fell asleep for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I fell asleep, but I think I attempted to rest. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ellie went down to the cafeteria and had like four shots of espresso because it was midnight. <laughs> <laughs> wired, wired. Perfect way to start parenthood. Yeah. Anyway, so I had the morphine and the gas and I was really out of it, like mm-hmm. very loopy. I remember asking for a specific doctor and they were like, oh, well, we have plenty of doctors here that can help. I said, no, I want my doctor. And I had I had seen the whole doctor throughout my prenatal care. Yeah. I was I told them, like, I, I want her to be here. She needs to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a little bit of resistance, but at the end she showed up. Oh, good. So I finally, uh, I was finally time to get an epidural and he came in and he did it. And I still to this day don't know if it didn't work the right. first time mm-hmm. or I didn't know what to expect with an epidural. Okay. Um, so I think I was expecting that I would just be 100% non-painful yeah. from the waist down. Um, but there was still plenty of pressure. Oh, maybe they gave you a half epidural or a half there's a thing that you can get where it's like a half, mm-hmm. so you can still feel mild contractions to know when to push. Maybe as that's what I the got. Full one. Yeah. So after, like, I was in still in so much pain, and Ellie went out and said, "Listen, this is not working. You know, this has to something has to change." So he came back and he adjusted it or increased it. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I mean, it was just it was so painful. Yeah. Um, so then it was time to start pushing. This must have been around like 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. So we'd already been in the hospital for almost 10 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. And my doctor comes and she's like, okay, it's time to start pushing. I mean, I had no idea. Like, first of all, I was really loopy because yeah. of the drugs. And I was still in a lot of pain. And I didn't know how to like properly push. And mm-hmm. I can't remember even someone guiding me or, you know, helping me out. And um, Harper was having a hard time getting Mm -hmm. out too. Um, And I remember yelling at one point, like, just cut me open. Like, just give me the Mm C-section. And obviously that was not possible Mm -hmm. because she was already, like, in the birth canal. Yeah. So they ended up having to try and do, like, a suction, that suction tool on her head. um, And it just popped off. Oh work. my gosh! Really? Yeah. So then they told me that they were going to have to give me an episiotomy yeah. and forceps had to be used. And at this point, I was like, "Just Do get it. her out." And then, yeah, she was there. How big was she? How what was her weight? She was three point seven five five kg. Aww. She was big. Yeah, big girl. Hair. Oh yeah. Yeah. So much. Aww. And you know when. They come out, they're all squished, yeah. real alien type. And she had these like red marks on her head from mm-hmm. the forceps. Yeah. That was alarming. That was weird. I remember Ellie being very concerned about that. Too. Yeah. They don't tell you, oh, your baby's going to have like a little bruise or whatever yeah. from that. Yeah. And as a first time mom, that's your first going, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that okay? Is that mm-hmm. going to be there forever? There's this picture of me holding her and I just have like this squished up face, like, of confusion like mm-hmm. okay now what do i do and i remember asking like do i breastfeed <laughs> like what do i do next <laughs> so yeah that's harper she made quite the entrance so yeah i mean that's kind of 
My worst story. That sounds really uneventful. But no, it doesn't. Doesn't I think okay. it doesn't if like it I mean I think it does, but when you think back of it, it's like that's a long time ago. Yeah. And even like while you're sitting here talking, I'm like, oh I forgot this, I forgot this. But it's just so much to take in. Yes. It's yeah. a it's a trauma in itself. Yeah. And we don't speak about that. A physical trauma. A physical trauma, mental. Like that you're not mentally prepared for what you're getting into. No. And I mean, I didn't prepare myself, so on me. But even still, your hand's a baby mm-hmm. and you've got no handbook. You can't go back and go, oh, she did this. Let me just check my notes. Like there's no like, there's no solid answer for anything. One baby does it this way. Another baby does it the completely opposite way. And there's 500 other ways to do it in the middle as well. Yeah. No, I don't think it sounds unbeventful. We were talking about this the other day because what did we say? It It takes, oh, the size of a dinner plate. Oh, yeah. It's the balloon that's left inside you. Like, that's crazy. A crazy trauma that you have inside, let alone uh, working through your brain that you've just been in labor for however long. And now you have a whole person Mm -hmm. to keep alive. (laughs) And to care for. So not only are we going through the physical trauma, Mm -hmm. but the hormonal shift. And hormones are... Yeah, but you know what? Uh-huh. Um, and then just the mental shift. Like you've been able to protect this thing, this child, yeah. <laughs> in your body for nine months. Yeah. Now it's out. And it's like, whoa. I mean, even just thinking about it, I get overwhelmed because it's so much. And we're just sent home. Yeah. But I do have to admit, I was ready to go home. Like I wanted oh, to get yeah. out of the hospital. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Not with Grace. I was like, get me out of here. It was busy. I wasn't sleeping well. I just wanted to get into my own bed. Yeah. Um, It's not a peaceful place Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Like I would think, I mean, looking back. So after Harper was born, I did maybe like contemplate. Well, at first I was totally against having this second child. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. That's it. I'm never doing that again. Um, Obviously that didn't (laughs) come true. Um, but I was thinking, oh my gosh, did I like not do it right? Like, why is this so hard for me to process? Why am I struggling so much? Should I have done this at home to be more comfortable? Um, but I definitely thought like, oh, maybe I should have done a home birth. But I don't think home births are allowed. They're not yet. allowed. I would yeah. love. If we had a third, not that Nick will let me, I would be doing that at home. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it's normal to second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. We're thrown in the deep end. Moms and dads were totally thrown in deep, but for us, like you said, the hormones and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with Mila, I always work. What was I doing when I was pregnant with Mimu? Were you doing any projects? I can't remember if I was working as an assistant at Compass or not at that time. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I went to an appointment with Mila at the hospital about a week before she was due, and I was so emotional. And I said to the doctor, I was like, look, I don't know why she's not here yet. And the, bear in mind, this wasn't her. I think it was the, the week she was due. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm so big. I'm so uncomfortable. There's no more room for me to grow. I don't, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be pregnant anymore. Like I'm like, she's big, she's cooked, she's good. And I know Grace came like two weeks early. Oh. Yeah, which okay. I forgot to mention. Yeah. <laughs> but she came early and she was tiny. And so which did she? Write? Grace was under six pounds okay like five something oh wow yeah 
teeny we had she didn't fit into I should have added this in but she didn't fit into preemie clothes so we had to go out and buy like extra preemie oh my god <laughs> or whatever it was she was little yeah wow. and so when I had me when I was pregnant towards the end I was like oh she's not gonna be pregnant I'm not gonna be pregnant uh all the way up to my due date like mm. that's just it's my second she's not gonna make it that far every kid makes their appearance right differently so I said to them, can you do anything? Like, can we have a sweep? Can I do something? And they were like, yeah, we can give you a sweep. And I was, I had Grace with me and they were like, uh, so do you want to do it now? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, how much is it going to hurt? And they were like, well, it's not comfortable. And I said, okay, fine. So I put Grace, I laid on the bed and Grace was three, three turning four. And Mila's age, the doctors, I had her on the left side of me and the okay. doctor was, um, on my right side, and I laid down, and I said to Grace, look, Grace, she's just going to um, put her hands inside of mommy's tummy, and she's just going to help Mila get ready to come. Yeah. And she said, okay. <laughs> the doctor gave her a little, uh, what do you call it? What are those things that, like, they're balls, and they you push them around the world, the, like, wine oh, wire. Oh, yeah. In any doctor's office. Yes. them. So she was sat there doing that, and the doctor did the sweep. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. And just didn't react. And I remember being like, oh, God. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I can feel her. You're not dilated. But she did the sweep. And I remember just being like, period, period, light, light, period, cramps mm. afterwards, and a bit of blood. But there wasn't any traction i didn't have her for another two days after that oh wow and i don't think it the sweep was what kind of pushed mm. it along i think mm. it was all the other like things that we were trying to do um in so many words you know yeah to get her out so yeah that was how mila began mm. the entrance to coming was for my sweep wow yeah those sweeps are not comfortable no oh, and it's like it's kind of like a tumble dryer when you put your clothes in and they go. <laughs> you should remember the first time ever having one and getting into position for it. Oh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like scoot down. And I'm just thinking, how, how much further can I scoot down on this table? Like everything is going to be in your face. And you know? I used to shower before every uh, appointment. Oh. And I was like, yes, get that clean <laughs> so they're not like. I would shower. And then when I would get there, I would go and like. Into the bidet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Because I was so self-conscious. Yeah, I am too. It's crazy. Like how many vaginas have they seen in exactly. their life? In a day. In a day. Especially in a maternity hospital. Um, I mean, they're sweeping all day. <laughs> I might have to take that out. No, we'll keep it in. <laughs> And the other thing was I used to freshly shave before I went. Yes. Like, shave for who? Right? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> and I would have go, sorry, I haven't done um, maintenance. Sorry. Oh, like, I would too. I remember at like eight months pregnant, nine months pregnant, it was towards the end. You know, you have your one of the yeah. appointments. And I went and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm like, not groomed. <laughs> Did she say? I am I can't even remember, but I'm sure she was just like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, she was probably thinking, how would you even reach? Yeah. You know? Oh. So I will not disclose where I delivered because it was an absolute joke. What is it called? Uh, prenatal care? Mm -hmm. Amazing. 10 out of 10. 
amazing. They were wonderful. I told them my birth plan, everything as soon as that was going to be perfect. And it should have been. Mm-hmm. And I'm still angry about this. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be able to see as I talk, but I don't blame you. I, uh, I went into labor with Mila. We had upgraded from our uh, studio apartment to a two bedroom apartment in the way there. And I knew I was going to be delivering um, close to there. And so I go into labor early afternoon. I think it must have been about like four or five. Uh, My grace was at my mom's house because my mom still lives here at the time. She left uh, uh, 2019. Okay. Yeah. Just before COVID. Okay. Uh, So I went into labor. My mucus pug came out, but it came out like full. Like the whole thing came out. Oh my God. And I went, come here, come here quick. He hadn't seen the first. <laughs> and he regret. He was like, what the F is that? Like, what is that? That's disgusting. He did not know it. I did, I was a bit like, whoa, it was huge youngest. And yeah. And then I just went back to bed. <laughs> and I was like, I think something's happening. But I went back to bed. And then about 10 o'clock. I called the doctors and they were like, come in. I was like, I don't know if my waters have broken. I can't tell. Cause I didn't get a gush. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get anything apart from the mucus plug. And so we drive in. It's nine o'clock. It's nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. <laughs> it's nine o'clock. <laughs> we get there and I walk in. I'm visibly in labor. And they were like, taking their time and i was like okay whatever but they didn't offer me like a wheelchair they were like are you sure you're in labor so they take my vitals and i'm like in a lot of pain so we get to the emergency triage room and i have a guy come in and he was dismissive of me i've spent about three or four hours in the emergency room he was like oh you know you're not really in labor he was like very dismissive of my contractions he was like you know, you're not dilated. The midwife came in. She was like, you're not dilating. You're two centimeters. I was, I was not in this much pain. Two centimeters is still in labor. Oh yeah. But they were like, they did not count. Uh, My pain, they did not care. Yeah. Not so much that it was active labor. They just didn't acknowledge the pain. And they were like, you're not really in pain. Gaslighting. Is that what they call it? Gaslighting. Yeah. Wow. So the doctor or the nurse, the midwife that was there, I had two. There was a guy and a woman. The woman came in and she was very empathetic towards me, but she kept telling me and I was two centimeters. I was like, there's no way I'm two centimeters. I don't believe you. And I kept saying, I need something. Like I was vomiting. I was shaking. I could hardly stand. The contractions were back to back. And I remember feeling like my insides were just going to be like breaking. That's why I felt like I was just breaking inside. (laughs) Like I couldn't control like and you can't control anything in labor but Mm. normally you can like breathe it and Mm. you like power through it it was back to back they were non-stop and the midwife i kept saying can you please check me can you please check me and she was like no the doctor was like i'll give you not the doctor the nurse one of the nurses was like i'll give you paracetamol but then i was busy in pain in the nurse in the bathroom i remember and nick was standing out there and the nurse and the other nurse the midwife were arguing because they were like, oh, we've overdosed her. We don't remember. Like, they couldn't remember how much they gave me. Um, and they were like, we've overdosed her. We don't know. And Nick was saying, like, what do you mean you've overdosed her? And they just brushed her off. Um, then finally, 
and I don't know the time length of this, they were like, okay, it's time for you to go up to triage. Oh, what is a delivery room? Hmm. I was like, finally. And she checked me just before we got into, uh, before they put me in the wheelchair to go up. She sent him in and she told me. The doctor sees me as soon as I get into the room. She goes, there's no way you're two centimeters lie down. I was like seven or eight centimeters dilated. And she was like, this baby's coming anytime now. She was like, lie down. Uh, and I was like, finally, I'm like in safe hands. Mm-hmm. I think I was in there for about an hour before Mila came. But in that time, I didn't want gas in there. I knew from mm-hmm. Grace that the gas in there makes me nauseous. Mm-hmm. And the doctor was like, you need to take it. I was like, I don't want the gas in there. She put the gas on my mask and held it over my face and wouldn't remove it from me. I was like, I don't want the gas in there. Like, I, it makes me nauseous. It makes me sick. I hate being sick. I hate being nauseous. No one likes that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure most like reasonable people might choose the gas in there, but I just, mm. I don't like that feeling of being sick. I was like, I don't want it. And then she was, uh, another nurse came in and I distinctly remember her because I'm sure she was British. She comes in and she looks at me and she goes, you don't need to be a hero. Just have a C-section. We'll schedule you in. And I was like, what? I don't want a C-section. Like, and then I was at the point where I was like, do I have a C-section? Is that what's, is this like, you know, when you're in the middle of contractions mm. and I've got one doctor pushing drugs on me <laughs> and I've got another doctor telling me I'm being a hero. That pissed me off so much. I was like, I'm not being a hero. I don't like needles. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds unreasonable to uh, someone that's not in labor and mm-hmm. doesn't have a fear of needles, but mm-hmm. I really hate needles. Like... I don't think that sounds unreasonable. I mean, you know what you wanted and what you didn't want. Yeah. And And never should a doctor push anything anything. on a patient. So Not to mention a laboring mom. Yeah. She went, she was like, from the time that she went, she left me after telling me that she said, I'm going to go get the anesthesiologist. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go get the anesthesiologist. And without my consent, without my permission, I told her I didn't want to see them. And I had Mila before she could come back. But in that time... Uh, I was pushing and everything was fine. Pushing, pushing. The nurse and the doctor, the nurse and the doctor were very much like a, it was com- comedic almost because mm-hmm. it just didn't seem like they were taking anything seriously. I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. I'm sure Nick would know more. Mm-hmm. He gets really upset by this part. And um, I remember pushing and pushing. She wasn't coming out. And the doctor then put both her hands inside of me and tried to pull Mila out. And from all my knowledge, that's not allowed. Like, I'm sure there's yeah. a risk of, like, I don't want to say decapitation, but, like, there's a risk, right? Yeah. Of, you have forceps for that. And you have a, what do you call the, the, the suction? The suction cup mm-hmm. for that. You don't put your two hands inside somebody and pull. Yeah. And I screamed at her. I was like, get your hands out of me. I had to tell her three times before she would listen to me. Um, And I was like, you're hurting me. Like, that's not helpful. That's not. It's imagine she's pulling that all my skin on the inside my tissues are being pulled with it right oh my gosh that's trauma from my inner channel vaginal walls (laughs) (laughs) and so i had to tell her three times to not do that eventually mimi came out um then it gets worse (laughs) mila is out we're fine we go back to my ward my Mm -hmm. private room which is nice Mm -hmm. in itself and i was like great finally we're away from everyone and uh 
the doctors come in. Mila was on me every 20 minutes wanting milk. Wow. And the, and I couldn't sleep. I would just been in labor for however long. I couldn't sleep. And the, she would only sleep in my arms. We were, I was in the hospital bed with the nurse and the nurse, well, with Mila. And the nurse came in and I was. In the bed with the nurse. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Scandalous. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um. And I had Mila, she was feeding every 20 minutes and the nurse was like, you can't do that. And I was like, I can't sleep if I'm not holding Mila and Mila can't sleep if she's not holding with me. She wants to breastfeed and like, it's like all of these things are piling up and I either am going to be having no sleep and being on a mental decline or I'm going to feed my kid and we're going to get sleep where we can. Like, I've, this isn't my first rodeo. I know what I'm doing and I know what you're saying. But my husband's here. We're all here. There's people around. You guys are coming in every bloody 20 minutes to check on me and push on my placenta and annoy me. Mm-hmm. Which I get you have to do, but like, you know, mm-hmm. the wrists are low. And she was like, no, you're going to end up hurting your baby. This is not our policy, blah, blah, blah. I was like, whatever. I said, please don't come back. I said, send me another nurse and I don't want you coming back. Um, because it wasn't just that. She came up to me when I, in the middle of the night and she goes, oh, this is a naughty baby. Like, oh yeah, she's feeding all the time. She's naughty. She's going to be clingy to you. And I'm like, that might be, but she's baby. She was just born. She's been like an hour out of the womb. What do you expect? And then- I'm so confused because yeah. like what happened to breastfeeding on demand? Yeah. This is what I had always been taught. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. So the next day comes, Grace comes in. I am up at like five because I'm so excited for Grace to meet her sister. That is such a big moment. I know. She walked in. She was so shy. I had a, I bought a toy and I said, oh, Mina brought you this toy. Yes. Right? So they're sitting on the couch. The doctor comes in. She goes and she basically has a therapy session for herself. She goes, oh, I hated my sister. I never wanted a sister. As soon as I had my sister, my mommy and daddy forgot about me. I said, can you please leave? I was like, you need to go. Like That is so This is her first time meeting her sister and you're telling her this. I was mortified and disgusted and angry. Um, And I had only been out of labor for... 12 hours at this point. I said, I'm not staying. Check me out. I'm going. I had another day that we paid for. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not staying. Like, this is wild. They didn't offer any breastfeeding services, even though they did imply that they did. The It's just everyone was condescending and rude. And then I emailed afterwards, after I had time to come down and understand what had happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I emailed two months later, and they ignored my emails. I emailed again. They ignored me. I finally emailed and I said, if you don't reply, I'm going to take this further and I'm going to escalate the situation and I'll go to the authorities. And they reply back. They were like, okay, I'm sorry, come in. So they called us in. They were like, oh, we understand you. We can't take your birth back. What happened was wrong, but it is what it is. We can offer you therapy. I was like, I don't want therapy. I was, I couldn't drive past the place mm-hmm. for, for years. It's not until wow. now that I'm like, okay, fine you know, but they were like, we'll give you therapy. I was like, I'm not going to therapy with you. I don't trust you. You guys are crazy. They, I said in the thing, obviously had internal damages done. I couldn't, I mean, we'll, we'll be honest. I couldn't have sex Mm. because I was in so much pain. It felt like, let alone just getting over having sex after delivering and going through that. 
that in itself is difficult. Mm -hmm. But after having whatever trauma was inside, I I went to um, a couple Pilates classes. But oh, you can hear my tummy growl. (laughs) But I was um, done. I think I was probably a bit depressed. Mm. I was angry after the birth. I felt like nobody listened to me. Like, and I don't think Nick, I, to be fair to Nick, I don't think I expressed how angry I was until I let it simmer mm-hmm. and simmer and simmer for months. And then eventually I was like, I had no support. And that was kind of throwing him under the bus in a way mm-hmm. because I didn't say that I needed the support, but mentally I was going through it. And I think I was in quite a dark place. And I remember telling some family members and they just laughed it off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe going through all of that, you know, everyone goes, oh, 10 fingers, 10 toes. Well, you know what? No one cares about those 10 toes and those 10 fingers if the mom was freaking losing it. Yeah. And I was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have anyone that said to me, it's okay to feel angry and it's okay to be sad and it's okay that you can't do things with your husband right now because I think I was in like a turmoil mm-hmm. and nobody saw that because I'm very good at masking but when I did try to communicate with people that I had Mm -hmm. been struggling a lot of people that were close to us and family just kind of laughed it off they were like oh but 10 fingers 10 toes and I'm like that means nothing Mm -hmm. yes we all want a healthy baby but you can accept the fact that currently at that time I was struggling Mm -hmm. like mentally yeah um but I refused the therapy that they offered because I thought they were absolute Well, you had such a negative experience that why would you want to go back to such a negative experience for something that's supposed to help? Yeah. That that place that you went to has or had inflicted so much trauma Yeah, that I think it's only natural. I don't want to go fix the trauma in the same place the trauma happened. No, exactly. They're crazy. And I I mean, to speak to your point about, you know, you you think you were letting it simmer for months. I think you were trying to process mm-hmm. all of that. And as a new mom, it's hard for us, or I believe it's hard for women to identify, you know, identify what's going on and what's wrong because it's all new. Yeah. We've never gone through. I mean, yes, I know this was your second child and every birth is so different. Every so experience different. is so different. Every kid is so different. And thus all of the emotions that we experience are probably yeah. different too. So, yeah, I mean, so, I don't know if simmering is the right word. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you call it. And that's, of course, fine. Like, I don't want to put words in your mouth is what no, I'm no, trying to say. But I think you are still processing. I'm totally. You know. Yeah. I think that it is common for people to laugh off. Oh, totally. You know, mommy yeah. blues. Mm-hmm. Even potentially more than mommy blues. Yeah. You know. One thing that came out of that was after having her... I try to, if I'm like, obviously, if I don't know you, I'm not going to like come up and be like, so how are you Mm -hmm. mentally? But to the friends that I am close with, I've had a couple friends go into labor. Um, One in particular had a very bad labor. Mm -hmm. And I remember always saying like, are you okay? And if you are okay, if you're not okay, it's okay. That's okay. Say it. I said, I'm always like, this is a safe place. I'm not egging you on to like, yeah, but I want you to know if you do feel Mm -hmm. like you're not okay, it's okay. Now, when people tell me, like, oh, I had a baby, I'm always like, are you, like, how are you? Because mm-hmm. that's hard. Of course. But I think I'm the same way. I always, I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. And I don't want to um, 
like put any of my issues on anyone yeah, and project. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Uh, you know, as a society, we do not check on moms enough. No. And then we wonder why they're struggling or yeah. why they're not happy or why they're losing it. Yeah. So Miss Lily. Miss Lily. Um all right. The baby so of a herb. <laughs> yeah. The, <baby laughs> the boss. Um Lily, so she was born in 2021. And I knew going into this, um, like I didn't have a birth plan for either of the girls. Yeah. Uh the only well, I didn't have a specific birth plan. The only thing I knew is that I wanted an epidural, hands mm-hmm. down. Like I wasn't trying to do that yeah. without that. Um with Lily. I think my main goal with that birth was to just breathe through it and really take it step by step, which I think I did pretty well for the most part. I went into labor, or I should say my contraction started around 7 a.m. Okay. Um, and I didn't fully know that they were happening until maybe new. Oh, thought, okay. okay. This is happening. Well, maybe it was a bit earlier. I can't remember specifically. But I think, you know, that day we were more worried like what's the plan with Harper so um we all fortunate to have someone that helps clean the house um she used to come every week I think it was back then um and Harper really loved her they had a really cute you know good relationship and so that was our first thing we're gonna call um her and have her come stay with Harper but then it was a Friday when I went into labor and that's her day off and we did message her, but she was already out mm-hmm. like, I think she would take her hours to get back. So we thought, okay, what's like our backup? So I think throughout that day, I was more concerned about what are we going to do with Harper? You know, yeah. we, who are we going to call? Thank God we had our friend who lived in the building who yeah. came down and spent the day with her because I ended up around three P so 7 AM contraction started around two thirty-three. I was like, Okay, we got to go. You know, I'm like leaning up against the yeah. wall, breathing in and out of the contractions. And then we got to the hospital. We got checked in. No, we were in the emergency room and they were going to put me into um, not the labor and delivery room, but the room right before that. I forget what it's called. I'm blanking now. And um, Ellie left. So can't mm-hmm. go back. So I was there by myself and I was FaceTiming with my mom. I remember having to put the phone down during a contraction because at this point I was probably like five or six centimeters. Yeah. And I hadn't really realized how intense it was getting until I could not physically like, talk to my mom. And she's like, Blair, I think you need to get the nurse in there. <laughs> so because I was just by myself and I was standing yeah. up, like leaning over the bed, you know, swaying back and forth, breathing through the contractions. And I was getting to a point where I could not get those breaths in, yeah, um, in and out of contractions. So um, at that point, they took me to the labor and delivery room, and I was like, "Please get! I need to have that epidural. I need to have it now." And I was so worried about not getting it in time. Mm-hmm. With both, I was so fearful because I knew that there was that sweet spot yeah. that we've already talked about, and I also knew that there was a point of no return. <laughs> And I was in so much pain. I'm like, yeah, well, what is going to happen if I don't get this in me? So I just kept on asking, please get it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We got to get this in. Um, so finally, I was in the labor and delivery room. The um, anesthesiologist came. You know, I'm like signing my life away, uh, as one has to do when they're getting mm-hmm. an epidural. You know, they have to, you have to like bend over, hug a pillow in between contractions, get it in. 
And finally they got it in and the nurse was like, wow, you look like a whole new person. <laughs> then I think I pushed three times and she was oh, oh, wow. Yeah. I remember like feeling her come out. Yeah. There was burning. And then bam, she was out. She was much smaller than Harper. So Harper came out. She was 3.755 mm-hmm. kg. And Lily was like 3.1, I want to say. Yeah. Much smaller. So she was born at 710, I think, and mm-hmm. Ellie was there at 720. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sweet thing. <laughs> My little love. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie came in and it was just instant love. Right. right. So sweet. I can imagine him like scooping yeah. her up. Just yeah. Scooped her up. Mm-hmm. Speaking Arabic to her. Oh. I know. And I just, you know, with the second one, it is that instant love, mm-hmm. you know? The first, it's it's not. scary. I found it very scary. Yeah, it's scary, and you're like, "What? Who is this alien?" Was <laughs> me. Uh, we were in the hospital for a couple of days. I was by myself mm-hmm. for a lot of the time, which was fine, you know. We we have on that good. You know, my parents didn't come in directly for this. Um, it didn't come yeah. away like they did with Harper. Breastfeeding got off to a really good start with Lily. So, yeah, I mean, it, it went well. No complaints. 2021, she was born. Yeah. So that's in COVID. Yes. And was Ellie not allowed in? No, he was. Oh, was he? Okay. He was allowed. We weren't allowed to have any visitors. Okay. Did you have to take a PCR and all that nonsense before delivery? Or was this towards the end? I don't know if I did, but I had to wear my mask. Oh, God. Which I don't remember wearing. No, I was going to ask you. Yeah. But all of the nurses and... Well, they wear a mask anyway during delivery. Like a surgical mask? No. My cousin. No. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, went much better this time around. I didn't really talk about much about that with Harper when she was first born. It was hard. It was breastfeeding. Is. Yeah. It's wild when you look at the numbers about breastfeeding and how it is equivalent to a full-time job. So what was it like afterwards for pain-wise? Because I had stitches mm. so with grace they gave me i think like 12 stitches oh wow i remember feeling like afterwards taking a mirror to look and i still have a scar now like i can feel that like yeah. tissue car scar tissue mm-hmm. but i remember sitting down was a uh, pain like if you currently have stitches i would sit on those um breastfeeding pillows because i had a hole yes. in the middle i'm sure they have pillows now made for that mm. But I don't think I knew of it at the time. Mm. How was your... Well, also back then here in Qatar, I mean... Yeah, I know. Now we have access to so much more, you know. But five years ago, ten years ago, no way. How you had stitches, didn't you? Yeah. And how with Harper, I had a episiotomy. I don't remember how many stitches I had, but it was extremely uncomfortable. Um, And it almost, like, got kind of loose, the stitches. And so it was terrible and then i went back to work and i so i think it was about six or seven weeks postpartum i went yeah. back to work let's just say i could still not sit properly i had to go back um there were some complications with the stitches i remember going back because i couldn't sit down at work yeah i was so uncomfortable i was in so much pain there ended up being a very quick and easy solution okay but i still can feel the tenseness in my body when yeah. i went back to check because i was just that i didn't want anyone down there i didn't want anyone looking at me touching me yeah it was just the whole trauma of that birth and really not knowing what i was going into and then feeling so uncomfortable afterwards Mm -hmm. that when i had it still wasn't 
fixed yeah or it still hadn't been resolved mm-hmm. um yeah there's just a lot of tenseness mm-hmm. in that yeah so going looking back now would you change anything that you had done i mean i would change the hospital yeah <laughs> and i would go back with the cuban yes uh but other than that no i would keep the hospital i went to the same hospital both yeah. times i would not have done the morphine and the gas with harper i'm never sure just so that i could have been a little bit more aware because i don't remember a lot of it okay. I, I, I had to ask ellie a few things i think i would have kept things the same i mean you know ellie and i would talk about birth plans and we'd be like do we want to have one and we were both like no we don't because that could go out the window in an instant. Yeah. And so if I have in my mind that I want to do this mm-hmm. and this and this. It I, could stress you. Yeah, it could really stress me or throw me off. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, let's just see what happens. Yeah. But I know that doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, some people yeah. like that structure. I'm a parent. You didn't have. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, some people need that structure, I think, mm-hmm. to get through it. To know what's going to happen. Yeah. Next. What about advice? I remember, did anyone give you any like solid advice that has stuck with you? I have two. Like for childbirth itself. Yeah. yeah. Somebody once told me about like how to breathe when pushing and then also to like keep your stomach tight after okay. birth to strengthen those muscles right. back up and to like also. The tears because you get tears in your yeah. mouth. Right? But also just so that you didn't have that little pouch. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't want that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? In between, like, trying to figure out how to get this baby to latch onto my yeah. boob, and then I'm, like, also supposed to be tightening my core. Yeah. I am a friend of mine. Uh, she doesn't live in Cuthbert anymore. Or maybe we do. I don't know. Uh, we lost touch, needless to say. But uh, at the time, she said, just get through the first two weeks of breastfeeding. Mm. because once you get over that it starts to heal you're like your nipples start to heal and that pain is no longer and i kept saying to myself just get through the first 14 days and it'll be fine Mm. and it was like knowing that if i got over the first two weeks i could keep going yeah mentally that helped me okay and then nick's advice that someone gave him in school was like um they said everything's phase so the good is going to be a phase which i thought that's rude but then it was like, but so will the bad. Mm-hmm. So you might not be sleeping now, but it's just a phase. And that yes. helped him. Okay. That's really good advice, actually. Yeah. Just take it phase by phase. Because it is. It's a roller coaster. It is. And I think if someone had told me that, like, just keep going. Yeah. Like, this is a phase. You are going to sleep again. Everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Because it is. I mean, man, it's hard. Everything is going to be okay. And yeah. I think that... um yeah, that's really good advice. I look back now and I think of all the phases I've so far been through, mm. even though I was so tired, the newborn was probably my favorite phase. Same. Like, I love conversations I have with Grace now, but that those quiet nights and mm. it was just me and her and feeding her and just, yes, in a way, it was peaceful. Looking back now, at the time, I don't think I thought that. No, no. <laughs> At the time, I'm like, what am I going to sleep with? Yeah. Or I was just drowning in breast milk. You yeah. Know? It was just lying all over the room. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I went shower. Yeah. In the middle of it, it's, you know, it's funny. I think so often moms are saying to moms, like, cherish it. Cherish it. Oh, yeah. And while that is so true, you know, in the middle of it, I'm like, it's not helpful. No. 
No. I, I cannot. I'm either exhausted, I'm frustrated, I'm fed up. And it's so hard to really cherish in the moment. I think I've gotten a little bit better at that as the yeah. girls have gotten older, but in the newborn phase, no way. But like you said, as I do look back, I miss it yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I find that very frustrating when people say cherish it or do this because, well, I'm not saying I'm not cherishing. I'm not saying I don't enjoy my kids or that I don't love them or that I don't enjoy these quiet times with them. But it's okay to say it's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. I'm not disowning them. And they're going to potentially, if they choose to be a mom one day, they are going to go through that too. And, you know, I'm not going to shut them down and go, well, just cherish it. Like, yeah. You know, that's not teaching them anything. And that's what we want to break that mm -hmm. that habit of shushing moms by saying, oh, we'll just cherish it, you know. Yeah. Well, I like that. I know. <laughs> I mean, I think if, I mean, if we, if there's one thing that we want to achieve by doing this podcast, I think is that allowing moms to be able to say, oh my gosh, me too. Or, oh, yeah. this is normal. Yeah. Or, or I feel you. Yeah. Like, cherish it. But honestly, honestly, right? <laughs> and if you can't cherish it today, that's okay. Or tomorrow, that's okay too. If you feel like yeah. sharing your birth story, let us know. I love hearing other people's birth yeah. stories. I think it's so important to share them. Yeah. I think it's kind of letting go of some of that uh, physical trauma. I think it's letting go of, not even letting go, but just sharing is so therapeutic, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think I could probably talk about it for hours. And I was like, oh, I forgot about this and I forgot about this. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, definitely share it. Yeah. All right. I'll be beginning of the week. Here we go. <laughs> Another week. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.